It's first thing Friday's time for fix. This is the audio version of my weekly newsletter, made with Amazon Polly and a synthetic voice. Read the original, with all the links, at addictivelondon.com. Fix Insider, February 10th. So much going on with AI. Google finally responded, with Bard, their own chatbot, but an error is a promotional video spooked investors and the share price dropped 7%. The FT are not sure it was an error, highlighting how complicated things are. Microsoft see themselves as contenders, with a blog announcing the new Bing entitled Reinventing Search with a new AI-powered Microsoft Bing and Edge, your co-pilot for the web. Hype? Maybe, but a Wall Street Journal writer is impressed, saying, It's far too early to call a winner in this AI search race. But after seeing the new Bing in action, I can confidently say this, a big change is coming to how we get information and how we interact with our computers. Good run-through of the new Bing offering here. Each 1% increase in market share for Bing earns Microsoft over $2 billion in revenue. And given it's less than 3% there is plenty of room for growth. One Twitter user speculated Bing could try and snatch the Safari default option from Google, bidding the price up to $25 billion, over double what it is now. I think it's more likely Apple follow the example of Android in Europe. EU regulators forced Android to offer a choice of options and encouraged bids, Google prevailed. Or does Apple launch their own search engine? The headlines are by no means over. Baidu is also planning to get involved and Google invests $300 million in artificial intelligence startup Anthropic. The creator of ChatGPT thinks AI should be regulated and A16Z wonder who owns the generative AI platform? Newf. The absurdity of the current broadcast regime for Premier League football was highlighted this week. Leeds playing Manu is always a big game and having fired our own Ted Lasso, the lack of a Leeds manager made the Wednesday night game even more intriguing. Yet because the game was rescheduled from a Saturday, it could not be televised in the UK. Q thousands of people searching for an illegal, but easy to find, stream to see a really good game. Football broadcast rights are growing in value, linked to the newer club owners wanting to get a return on the rocketing prices paid for clubs. The German rights are attracting attention from US-based 6th Street, who would need a broadcast partner. Dazen have announced a deal with the NFL to show games around the world, other than China. How long before Google and Amazon come looking at days and as a way to take their US deals global? In a good CNBC feature TV industry luminaries predict the future of TV and a former Warner exec talks of the crucial role of sports. One big X factor regarding how the cable channel universe evolves will be sports and how big a role streaming services play in sports. The fragmentation of sports rights is good for the leagues but confusing for consumers. The most passionate sports fans will subscribe to everything and find their sport wherever it is, but fragmentation creates a delicate tightrope for the leagues to walk in terms of maintaining mass appeal and engagement, which have driven a stellar sports advertising business. Lots more good thinking in this piece including Barry Diller talking up Netflix. There's only one streaming service that's dominant, now and forever, and that's Netflix. But many others will exist. Talking of Netflix they are claiming 600k monthly active users for the ad-supported option which I guess is US only. And the crackdown on password users is spreading, the BBC report Netflix is introducing limits on password sharing in four more countries, Canada, New Zealand, Portugal, and Spain. The Chosen made millions in theaters. Should more TV shows get the big screen treatment? Binge on. Roku now lets you order food from your TV via DoorDash deal. Former group Megzek has gone deep on the Disney and Fox results. Merchant. Amazon stalled the rollout of their stores and now plan to close some of the grocery stores, not quite a year after shutting their Amazon books, four-star and pop-up shops. 
the Amazon aggregators claim to be doing more deals at better, read lower, prices. Is this a sign the hype is reducing or that the market is maturing? It feels like one of the factors behind this headline why does it feel like Amazon is making itself worse? Fast Last Mile is showing signs of life. From the Roku deal with DoorDash mentioned above to rumors of merger talks between Getter and Flink the sector is active and in Brazil Joker is raising money at a slightly increased valuation, talking of gross profit status. Hmm. The opportunity to be involved in the sale continues to drive innovation. A new startup flagship builds turnkey digital stores for creators and Temu from Chinese shopping giant Pingduoduo is doing really well in the US, on the back of a big ad spend. There is lots of room for new shopping models that add some excitement back into retail and rethink the economics of fashion in particular. Most fashion is wholesaled for 30% of the retail price, so loads of potential to offer great value if the cost of sale can be reduced. And in Temu, like Shine, the cost of Google ads etc. are avoided. At the ad exchanger event this week retail media got a lot of attention, with our friends at Aridi bullish on Criteo as a way to help retailers scale to meet advertiser needs. And Reuters report Criteo are shopping themselves to prospective buyers. Given how hot the space is they should be an attractive buy but who is both the money and the distance from regulators worried about reduced competition? Remember their closest rival in this sector Citrus ads were bought by Publicis. Good insight into the Australian retail media scene with this Zonda report. Ads and AdTech The Trade Desk CEO is very interesting on ad tech and buy side versus sell side on this podcast. Maybe skip the first 24 minutes on culture and team though. He hints at the point made in this article proprietary agency tech isn't all it's cracked up to be. Someone had to say it. DoubleClick did evolve from the agency I launched the European arm of last century, but it quickly outgrew Poppy Tyson and was, relaunched as a tech firm. Why did Amazon's ad business flourish as the competition struggled? I think it's down to the NFL deal, their immunity to ATT and low prices. And Amazon Marketing Cloud has been instrumental in getting ad buyers to increase their budgets. CreativeX have a recession playbook that's worth a read. Especially how brands could deliver 12x ad profitability through improving the quality of their creative. TikTok. TikTok hopes to ward off US government concerns over Chinese influence on what gets shown to Americans through a partnership with Oracle. There is a lot of doubt over whether this will work. The Guardian reports TikTok skepticism is spreading to Europe too. This isn't just about TikTok. It's about Shine. It's about Temu, mentioned above, and all the other Chinese apps heading west. Meanwhile the business model keeps evolving, now TikTok Chinese sibling Douyin has launched a supermarket, everything FMCG other than fresh goods. How long before a version of that arrives in the west? Plus plus. Insight paper on Web3, Gov. UK. Apple blundered when it killed off Dark Sky, FT. Google Presence, live from Paris presentation on the next generation of Google products. Dentsu Creative launches investment fund to finance gaming, film, TV projects, variety. The next wave of game-changing companies will be life-changing companies. Apple says it now has 935 million paid subscriptions, tech, crunch. Enjoy the powerfully peaceful Aria, Nissan USA, great ad for Nissan. 4 hours long. Ad tech is actually doing better on programmatic transparency, per ISBA report, ad, exchanger. Tech's biggest companies discover austerity, to the relief of investors, the New York Times.